Should you be reading with a personal knowledge management system, otherwise known as a PKM? And the answer is absolutely, but they are breaking down. These things are failing people left and right, and it's because of a few simple problems. I'm going to address those in today's episode. So if you're trying to figure out how to be a better note taker, how to annotate your books, and to retain what you read, this episode is going to help you. Let's jump into it. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well Podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I'm your host, where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well-read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 7. I feel like this is moving along really quickly. I have had an interesting week. Uh, It's been a horrific week. (laughs) It has been really, really challenging mainly because uh, I had a Facebook account that I was using to promote the ReadWell uh, uh, community, and that dang thing got hacked. Now, I haven't been in uh, social media, especially in Facebook, for years, but I thought that would be probably the best place to start this community up to get people talking and to tell them about the episodes and what have you. So I reopened it. I got in. I started setting up the page, and it was going really well. We were starting to get some traction, and then some hacker, like, somehow got into my account and screwed everything up and that just put the brakes on the whole thing for a minute however i am proud to say that we have gotten back into the account got past the hacker and all those little goofy sort of loopholes and back in control and now i've got excess sort of security built up everywhere uh, on that stupid facebook account and we're uh we're i'm happy about this i'm very very happy about this but it has been very draining so Uh, needless to say, I have been thinking a lot about what's going on in the community, and I'm really excited about today's topic. Today, we're talking about what's called a PKM. A PKM stands for a Personal Knowledge Management System, and these are really popular. If you are a a reader in the nonfiction space or uh, the, you know, the the, uh, self-education, self-learning space, you probably know about this, and you probably have one. So this isn't about uh, what it is. There's lots of content on that. You probably don't need to know how to set this thing up, but uh, really quickly, all, all all this is is it's an online tool or a, a an, an analog tool that allows you to keep your notes as you're reading. And there's just thousands of ways to do it. You can look those up uh, wherever you enjoy reading your content. My uh, my issue and my argument today is that while I think they're fantastic, and yes, I have a PKM. In fact, I'm building my own PKM uh, on online. It's called Highlightish.com. A little commercial break here. Highlightish.com is designed to help you uh, import your book notes and to annotate them and to really analyze them and group them together and link ideas, as well as uh, take that information and write meaningful essays. Now, that is the important part, to write meaningful essays. But wh- whatever you're using, whether it's Notion or Obsidian or Highlightish or a, an analog thing like a Zettelkasten, the problem is these are breaking down within three to six months, and I'll tell you what, what I mean by that. But first, a story. So when I was uh, first starting my company, I own an accounting firm by day. I feel like Clark Kent. I don't work at a newspaper. I am an accountant, people. 
But uh, so by day, I, I'm an accountant and I used to go to people's homes to uh, to sort of tell them about my business. So if it was an entrepreneur and they needed help with their business, they would call me and I would go visit them in their home and help them. This was at the very beginning of our business uh, oh, 15 years ago. And I had this uh, lady call me and she uh, had a restaurant company that she was starting up. I will keep all names out of this to keep and protect the innocent. However, she asked if I could come and look at her QuickBooks file, her accounting file, and I was happy to do that. Very excited to go potentially get a new client. Well, as I knocked on her door, there was this really pungent sort of aromatic smell. And I, you know, where you're, you kind of get that like uh, sort of tickly sensation on the back of your neck where you're getting a little sick, a little nauseous. And I was like, why is that smell? She opened the door and you could tell immediately that she was like, not really sure about this meeting. She was really having a hard time uh, uh, sort of letting me uh, come into her home. Although she had invited me there, she really needed the help with her accounting. But when, when she did invite me into her home, the reason was apparent. Uh, she was a full-time hoarder, like big-time hoarder. It's the kind of thing that you've seen on TV only. I'm not talking about the kind of people that keep lots of stuff. I'm talking about the kind of person who uh, has such a mental connection to throwing to not throwing things away that they keep everything. Uh, this this poor woman had a like a mountain of like uh, dirty diapers in the corner. I, I, I apologize for being gross, but stick with me because this visual imagery will apply to your reading. I want you to remember the mountain of dirty diapers. There literally were three different carcasses of previous uh, pets that she'd had that she couldn't let go or bury. She needed to keep them. There were, I mean, clothes and food. And it's just like I, I walked in and my whole body like collapsed in on itself. And I couldn't really, I couldn't even talk about accounting let alone breathe anyway it was a very quick meeting <laughs> i got myself out of there <laughs> but anyway when i got out i i learned a lesson that there is something really uh sort of locked into our brains sometimes where we have a hard time letting things go now let's go back to this pkm idea the personal management uh, uh um personal knowledge management tool well, it's a really interesting idea at first to finally be able to uh, store your ideas, the things that you love in your books, in a organized analog or digital platform so that you can use that information later. And the tagline is usually, you know, remember everything you read. I mean, it's, I love it. It's, it's amazing, right? However, uh, because of that siren call of being able to sort of keep all of your knowledge with you in this really nice, compact little tool you have the propensity to now save everything and to hoard everything. And so what happens is within about three to six months, your system becomes a hoarding system. So we don't want to be a hoarder. So if you are in the Readwell community and you are the kind of person that is into note-taking and these PKM systems and you really want to grow your knowledge base and whatever you study, Step number one is to realize that you are going to want to collect everything you find. And that's because these PKMs make it so easy to collect information. So let's put off your back. You just clip it into the system and off you go. And uh, uh, that makes it very easy for you in the beginning as you capture. However, you need to go through that information later on and actually sort of analyze it, break it down, synthesize it, and make use of it. 
And when you actually get into your PKM to do that, you're going to see these 10,000 captures you made uh, as you were going throughout your reading or, or whatever you're doing. And you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to be like, oh, my goodness, like I don't I, I don't have time to like go through this now. I'll do it later. And so you just kind of like archive it all. Right. Just shove it in the closet and cram the door closed. Well, the problem there is that you get in a habit of doing this, collecting way more than you can capture or that you can consume and then just like turning a blind eye to it again and again and again. And in three to six months, this kind of activity leads to the kind of note taking home that this poor woman lived in in her own physical home, which is it's just a mess. There's rotting, stinking information. Things don't work. <laughs> it's just it's falling apart, right? Your house is falling apart. So today I'm going to give you a couple different ideas on um, how to regain control of your PKM, or maybe you just take notes in a journal or whatever you're doing or notes on your phone. All of that is great, but we want to make sure we have a couple things in place so that we use that tool efficiently. Now, the first idea I want to share with you is this wonderful topic called entropy. Entropy is a scientific term that does apply to your reading and your PKM. Entropy is this concept that is used in both physics and chemistry. And maybe the most general way to describe this, and it's often described this way, is that it is a measure of chaos within a system, essentially, right? And this is not the greatest uh, definition. So if you're a scientist and you're listening to this, forgive me. I'm trying to sort of spread this out uh, in, in more of a general context, but usually entropy is referred to as a measure of disorder or a measure of, of chaos. Really, if you get down into the scientific details, everything has uh, a, is made up of units of energy, essentially. Uh, and that those units of energy can do work. And because they have the, the ability to do work. That means that there's also inefficiency in everything. And so entropy tries to, to uh, measure that, that displacement, right? So, okay, way off track. But getting back on, entropy is this really cool idea because you can physically see it with your eyes. Uh, every system in our lives and in our world on its own accord, without any help from us, breaks down over time. It breaks down. There is entropy. In other words, there is this sort of movement towards chaos and disorder unless you manage and maintain it. And you can see it in your own home, right? I, I just cleaned my house yesterday and it's already freaking dirty. How is that possible? How is this house a giant mess? I don't get it. <laughs> I have this conversation all the time with my kids. My kids are entropy Agents, they just, they work for, for Entropy Incorporated, I swear. Anyway, <laughs> so Entropy is this really cool thing that describes a system and how it breaks down. Now, reading is a system. Your body is a system. Uh, you know, if you don't take care of your body, it will break down over time. Uh, things rust, things uh, just get creaky and old. That's what happens. And a business is the same way, you know, as a, as a business gets bigger, unless you manage and maintain it, it, it falls apart. Now, if we take this idea to your PKM, your personal knowledge management system, it is a system, right? Where you're bringing notes in, you're analyzing them, and then you're, you're pushing them into some future project, hopefully, and you're using that information. Well, because it's a system, this means that your PKM, by nature, everybody is going to fall apart. 
it's going to disassemble itself and get cluttered and messy and gross unless you do a little bit of maintenance. So that kicks into the next idea. And this is where we start geeking out as readers, right? And as PKM enthusiasts and as second brain people and all this stuff. We love the system of note-taking. We want to learn everything there is to learn about how to take better notes. So we watch YouTube videos and then we we see this person's using Notion. So now I got to use Notion. And then, oh, this person's on Obsidian. Now, you know, and, and, and all this stuff. And so we start bolting softwares together. And then we create a 15-step process where I have, to, I have to write about it on a note card. And then I have to take a picture of it with my phone. And I got to port it over here. And then it's got to go into, Inst, you know, Instapaper. And then it's got to come around to Readwise. And it's, oh, my goodness. So it becomes really complex. And we're doing this to ourselves because we realize that note-taking systems get messy. And we also realize that there are all of these great tools out there. So our brain says, aha, more is better. I'm going to grab all of these things and jam them into my system. Now, if you watch these sort of tutorials on YouTube about how to run a PKM, uh, some of them are a little comical. I got to be honest. They are a little comical because... People have really kind of geeked out and over-engineered this system. We're at the end of the day, we're just taking notes, people. Uh, pause for drink time. All right. So the, uh, the, the idea is, is that we believe by default that if we add more tools, technology, systems, processes, workflows, this whole thing is going to stay clean and organized and beautiful. There is a problem with this, this uh, thinking. Overcomplexity creates cost. Cost is the, is the thing that actually keeps you from running your system. And so what happens is uh, you, you spend lots of time and energy. Energy is the cost. You're, of course, you're not paying money to do this. You're paying emotional, physical, and mental energy. Those are all costs to you as the reader or the thinker. And you're, 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 you're putting this into the initial creation of your system, of your note-taking tool, of your, uh, you know, whatever you're going to do. There's so many of them. Uh, <laughs> and I just added highlight-ish. <laughs> There's another one. Anyway, uh, the point is that it's going to take you some time and effort to build your system. And hey, there is no right system for anybody. It's, it's, all, it's all built on you and how you think and, and how you uh, sort of engage with your, your information. But uh, once you finally get this done and you're going to put, you know, maybe even a couple days into the singer a weekend to try and get it all set up and bolted together, you're going to go, okay, I did it. I built the thing. Now I can finally read and keep track of my notes and, and, and um, sort of experience a higher intellectual um, um, uh, relationship with my books and with these authors. And I can do something with that knowledge. You get excited. So then you go into your system and now instead of seeing mass chaos, you're overwhelmed by mass cost because you know that uh, this is this is getting a little complicated. I got to have all these things bolted together to make it work. And so because of the cost and either uh, in whatever fashion, it, you become almost inundated with it. And over time, you start skipping some of the steps a little bit and you start 
um, sort of falling apart because you and yourself are a system. And eventually you stop using your PKM because it was too complicated. And now there's new tools over here that just popped out yesterday. And so I'm going to go try those <laughs> and, and, and you get the idea, right? So over complexity is creating a cost in our, in our, in our knowledge management uh, platforms. And we really need to be aware of that. Now, this is the most important thing. Uh, number three, I call this missing destinations. This is the uh, most important reason as to why our PKMs are falling apart. You see, everyone, we are um, allowing chaos into our uh, second brains, our PKMs. We are over-engineering and over-complicating them, all for one arch overarching reason. It is because our PKM systems are missing destinations. Now, what do I mean by this? A destination is simply a place in the future that you will be going mentally in order to use your knowledge. Your PKM is not is usually, I've talked to a lot of enthusiasts in, in our community, usually your PKM is not aware, it's not intelligent enough to know about your projects, your future ideas, your future self. A PKM usually does not get past the idea of just collecting ideas and storing ideas. It just becomes a giant filing cabinet. It rarely is uh, sort of intelligent about what you're working on or where, or where you're headed. So uh, if you can somehow engineer into your note-taking system what it is that you are uh, headed towards. And so let me give you an example of this. I believe, I believe that the best possible form of destination is not a new business. It's not a new project. It's not a anything else. It's an essay. I believe that an essay is the best destination. And this is why I'm saying that because as you're thinking and you're reading and you're collecting ideas, you are at sort of a subsurface level with that information. And although you're getting good at collecting it and it's kind of ringing true for you and it's making sense, it's not until you sit down and think about what you've read and then put into your own words and your own thoughts an essay. Because an essay asks you the main question, hey, Eddie, what do you actually think about this? There are a lot of people on YouTube right now who are making videos about the essay writing process. And they're talking about how the essay, in, in a sense, uh, the term essentially means to try, right? It, it is to is to try and make an effort at something. This is sort of the origins of this word essay is to try. And I got thinking, well, what does that mean? To try what? To try writing? I don't know. To try thinking? Yeah, that's a little better. I think an essay definitely uh, encourages you to try and think, but that still didn't sit right with me. And uh, I, I kept writing and writing and writing, trying to figure out what this means. Well, to try what? I believe that an essay is your attempt to try and add to the conversation that's happening. So, for example, if you are reading uh, uh, some, 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 I don't, I, I always pick philosophy because philosophy is just a ton of fun to, to read and think about. But let's say you're just sort of working through a bunch of philosophy articles and you're storing them in your PKM and you're clipping all these cool things and you're, you're learning and you're learning and you're just enjoying the whole process. Then, uh, if, if that's all you do, you haven't really used the knowledge and it's going to be just be like filed away. However, if you decide to write an essay about what you've been writing, now you sit down at the blank paper 
uh, or the blank screen, and you begin to ask yourself, what have I just read and what do I think about it? Because I've got to fill up a page here uh, or a thousand words or whatever it's going to be on this topic. Now, I, I, I'm not talking about writing a research paper, right? Because if you were to write a research paper, that is very different than an essay. A research paper says, hey, if you, uh, dear reader, I read these things. Boom, 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 boom. This is what they said. Boom, 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 boom. Here's where you can go if you want to know more information. That's a research paper. That's that's like I wrote a high school or college paper. You know, I did my homework. Here's what happened. Here's here's what they said. An essay is not that. An essay says, "Hey, dear reader, I read these things. Boom, 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 boom. I thought about them. Here are my thoughts. Boom, 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 boom. Clearly, I'm having fun saying boom. And." Here is where I'm taking the discussion now. In other words, here's my personal opinion. You might not agree with it, but here's my personal opinion on what I think is meaningful to this conversation. That is an essay, and that is a beautiful thing because you are now adding to the intellectual property of the whole world. Maybe that's the wrong term. I don't know. IP is a legal term. But anyway, you're you're adding a layer of thought to that philosophical reading session, right? You are, you are adding your own personal insight, your own personal experience, and your own personal take on the conversation that people have been having. That is what an essay does. And that is what I think is probably uh, the most important and valuable way to use our PKMs. So a PKM should know about your essays. You should be thinking, okay, what is it that I want to learn? What am I studying? And you could, you could, you could begin to think about and start forming an essay in your mind. Then as you're, as you're working through your PKM, that, that alone is going to help you keep things organized because you're trying to clip data for a specific purpose. You're trying to research for a specific purpose. As you're figuring out what tools you should use, you should be looking for tools that help you uh, not only clip data, but write essays, right? That, Turn that information into knowledge, <laughs> which, yes, that, that is what Highlightish does. Highlightish allows you to grab your information uh, and have it all with you. And then in the tool, you can write your essays and then you can grab all of your research right there and, and, and use it as you write. Uh, whatever tool you use, it should allow you to not only grab and store information, but use the information, right? Use it in your thinking and in your writing. This is an incredibly important uh, distinction that I think we're all missing. We get really excited about PKMs, and then we kind of get lost in the process, and we get less excited. One of my favorite authors, his name is Seth Godin. You've probably heard of him if you're in the business space. He writes marketing books, and Seth wrote a book called The Dip. And I love The Dip because it describes this process that we all go through when we start something new. In the beginning, we're very excited. We are pumped, right? Uh, we're we're going to go buy all the gear. We're going to get the t-shirt. We're going to get the new shoes. We're going to buy the widgets and the gadgets and the whole thing. And we're going to spend $1,000 because we are committed. And uh, we, all the stuff comes in the mail. And we're just like, we're shaking with excitement. And then we put it all on. And that's even cooler than we go try it for the first day. And that's great. And, and we have what's kind of, called beginner's luck because you're starting from a base point of zero you experience improvement right and so you go hey this is great and you get all excited and you start to like experience this mental upshift this uptick but then something happens 
then it kind of starts to get a little hard, right? You realize, oh man, learning guitar is not as easy as I thought, was, as I thought it was going to be. So then you start to mentally shift down over time to where you go way down emotionally, even lower you know, in emotional sort of context than you were when you started. You're in a worse place than when you started. And you're in what Seth Godin calls the dip. And the dip is this place where you have this really honest discussion with yourself about whether or not you're going to keep doing this thing. You know, am I, am I going to keep going to the gym, right? This is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. I really don't know if I can learn French at this point. Uh, this is hard. And so you, you have this conversation with yourself. Now, if you decide to bail ship, this is usually where it happens in the dip. However, some of us decide to stick with it and say, you know what? Nope, this is important to, to me. I'm going to push through the hard part because everything has a hard part. I'm going to push through that and get past that sort of, uh, you know, massive road bump. And, and then I'm going to start scaling up. And once you see yourself moving up past where you originally start, started from, just euphoria hits you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. I'm learning how to play guitar. I can actually play Led Zeppelin. This is awesome. And you become uh, proficient in the skill. Your knowledge management system is exactly the same way. You're going to be very excited about it at first. You're going to buy all the stuff. You're going to get the tools, the software. It's going to be great. But then as it gets cluttered and hard, you're going to go into the dip and you're going to realize, golly, this is really what I'm doing here. I don't know. Is this worth it? And I guarantee you that if all you ever do is clip information and store it, you will quit. You will give up. It will not be worth it to you because you're not using or benefiting from the knowledge. It's just like clogging up the, the internet or clogging up your you know, filing cabinet. However, if you set a destination of an essay and you decide to write your first essay, right? And, and you set your sights up that hill while you're in the dip and you say, I'm going to go do that thing. I'm going to learn. I'm going to write an essay and I'm going to try to add to the conversation you will begin to see an uptick in your emotions, in your behavior, and in your reading abilities and habits. It's just an awesome thing. So no matter what tools you're using, uh, consider taking that information and being a little more specific about what you're putting into your PKM. Don't clip everything. Don't save everything. Look at every piece of information coming in and saying, what destination will I use this for? And if you have a reason to keep it, and if it's meaningful, put it in your PKM. Then take that information and sit down with yourself in some thinking time and ask, how can I use this? And begin to write an essay where you add to the conversation. Uh, before we go, I want to ask you a question. If you could uh, just respond, if you're watching this on YouTube, great. Uh, or if you're listening to the podcast, great. But I'm curious to know, what are you doing uh, to keep your PKM meaningful to you? How are you using your personal knowledge management system so that it's actually adding to the conversation. That's what we want to figure out today. And also, please take a moment to head on over to the readwellpodcast.com. It's just an awesome uh, experience for, for me to be sharing that with people. Uh, I'm going to pull this up really quickly so you can see it on my screen here. And we've added a few things this week that I think you will find interesting. If you go to the readwellpodcast.com, 
Uh, don't forget to put the in the beginning here. You can subscribe to the show. You'll get my weekly newsletter. I do write a small essay there every week that is meaningful. There's some show notes there and other links as well. Uh, so come on down and check that out. I will also be posting in the near future, there, there will be a link up top here uh, for my longer form essays as I am beginning to publish those. Uh, last but not least, we do have uh, Highlightish is up and running, and I'd encourage you to go check that out. So here's Highlightish right here. Let me get that uh, going for you, and you can check that out. Highlightish, like I said, is this tool that allows you to uh, make better book notes. So I've got the tagline here, make reading a knowledge goldmine. And the idea is simple, right? You want to be able to gather your highlights from all of the books that you read, build a second brain so you have that information, and then uh, be able to turn that into epic essay writing so you can actually add to the conversation. All right, everybody, thank you so much for watching, and I will see you next week. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish, I-S-H, at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.